Oh boy, here we go. First up, uh, Ashley. Hey everyone, it's Naomi and welcome to the Firecracker Department. If you are new to the Firecracker Department, come on in. Pull up a chair. Let me get you like a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. What do you take in your coffee? That's not right. All right. Okay, I'm just gonna give you some. They haven't invented that yet. But one day they will. And one day Ashling Chin Yi somehow get you. Ashling Chin Yi. I love Ashling this podcast. Chin-Yi. I love doing this podcast. I love you all for Ashling. engaging with us Ashling. with all the feedback. It's so Ashling appreciated. Because sometimes, you know, you work in this little vacuum and How'd I do? You know, put these podcasts and these efforts out there and you're like, I don't know. Thank you. Is that resonating? That? And, and just hearing back from you either on an Instagram yes. or Twitter That's or an email, it Ashling really Chin-Yi. makes the world of difference. Ashling the reviews Chin-Yi. on Apple Ashling. Podcasts, thank Ashling. you so much. This opportunity Ashling. I have to speak to these firecracker women okay, about their file. Their journey, their challenges, the way they have become victorious, the way they continue to be challenged, but the way they keep moving forward. It's just always inspiring and it really does lead me to action. Firecrack Department, we're always talking about what action are you taking? And so the inspiration I get from speaking with these people always lead me to creative action. Um, Let me know what your creative action is. Hashtag firecracker creative action. Drop me a line. Let me know what you're doing. I would love to hear about it. I would love to support it. Okay, let's get into our episode. I have to tell you, first of all, um, I am in my father's home right now and staring at a brick wall. But who knows? I should probably take a picture of the different um, studios. And I'm doing quotations around studios because sometimes I'm in my closet. Sometimes I'm in my car. I think I was at the cottage a couple times. Sometimes I'm underneath a jacket for better sound. I, I don't, this is how dedicated I am to making sure this gets to you and that it gets to my super snazzy editor, Sydney Nielsen, so that she can put it all together and pop it into your ears. You're welcome. All right, let's get to our guest. This week we have producer, writer, director, Ashling Chin Yi. And she is extraordinary. She's just such a dynamo. We met up during the crazy TIFF Festival last year in Toronto and uh, not a lot of time. Nobody has time during that festival and I'm so lucky that she was able to squeeze me in and make a little bit of time for our discussion. I mean we were definitely crunched for time but I was like well am I not gonna like if she only has this much time should I say no? Gosh no I want to take this opportunity and talk to her. So we fit it in and it was worthwhile. But I'll tell you what, these gals that I talk to, I'm always like, oh, I could talk to them longer. And uh, absolutely no exception. Uh, Her publicist was standing right there and kind of giving me the wrap up signal constantly. And I was like, I know, but I have so many more questions. You'll get it when you listen to her. Her feature film, The Rest of Us, premiered at TIFF last September. And now it's coming out in US theaters and on VOD, February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day. You're welcome. It's starring firecrackery women like Heather Graham and Jodie Balfour. And uh, it's, it's incredible. It's a beautiful, like cinematically it's beautiful, but the story is lovely. The performances are lovely. Yeah, I think you'll really enjoy it. And then because she's such an amazing mind, she's got this ability to go deep into that story, but then also into like documentaries. She, she's produced award-winning documentaries and she's co-founded the After Me Too movement. I mean, what an incredible human being. It means everything to us over at Firecracker Department, this After Me Too movement, because 
you know, we need to spread this awareness. It's one thing, you know, the surge that came out of the um, Me Too movement. And then what do we do next? How do we keep this story alive? How do we keep fighting? How do we keep getting louder and louder in our community so that people feel protected? They feel heard. It's way, way long overdue. And I love After Me Too so much because they take after my own heart with the firecracker department where they are actually taking action against the nonsense that is around us. They've started a fund. They have a roundtable series. They shine a light on the issue of sexual misconduct in the entertainment industry and that light is still on. We still need to get louder and support those who need our support and fight those who need to be fought. And I know this fight, this journey, it's difficult, but I'll tell you, it's way easier together. And if you need us, we're here for you. Reach out. We got gotcha. All right, let's get to my chat. I'm so excited to share this with you. She's she's a dynamo. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Look this woman up because she is doing amazing things. Here's my chat with Ashling Chin. Such a treat to like see movies and then instantly get to speak to the creators behind them. So oh, nice. like I watched it two days ago. Rest oh, of nice, us. nice. Um, Was that at the premiere? No, I got a I got a screener. Oh, cool. So it was really great because I could fit it into the schedule yeah, and everything yeah, else. Yeah. Um, and then I was looking at your your resume and things in the past, and I was so curious about the balance of your two sides of brains because you seem to do like some science and then like something like the rest of us is so heartfelt. Yeah. Like there's no yeah. there's no science in that. It's just the heart. Yeah. But then something like yeah, it's synesthesia. That's a weird word. So, yeah. um, but it's so cerebral. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's not the same as the rest of us, of no, course. No, no. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's. But it's like it's. I have a, I have a, like. I mean, maybe I don't have enough perspective for right. that movie, but you know. But it's. Uh, I find it just. I, I love the people that are in that film too. That are. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, sure. There's the heart connected to yeah. those folks too. Yeah. What but it's definitely like it's definitely like a geeky like. Yeah. Film. Yeah. I have an interest in making documentaries. Yeah. I have an interest in doing fiction films. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a producer. I'm a writer. I'm a director. I'm all of these different things. Yeah. That yes, it does take different parts of the brain, I guess. Yeah. Um, um, but it's yeah. I have a lot of curiosity for a lot of different things, and right. a lot of that comes from just trying to thinking about like the human condition, and that sounds maybe pretentious, but uh-huh. like thinking about thinking about how we see the world and how we perceive the world and that's where synesthesia kind of came from was um it was that one and we're totally going weirdly off topic i don't mind Maybe, i'll go yeah. i'll go we have time um so that movie was born out of a project an idea that i had had a long time ago which maybe i would re re uh, re address at some point mm-hmm. that was about color i got really fascinated by color yeah um, and where does color come from and also how we perceive color because colors only we only see color color only exists because how the light hits our eye you know right so you know, other beings see things totally different. And so it's like we're having these different perceptions. And what came out of color came, what became, I, I fell into the into researching um, how the brain works and that how synesthesia is. And that's basically two or more different senses um, getting triggered by one thing, you yeah. know? So it's like yeah. seeing colors, or I mean, like, like, like uh, sort of smelling color or, you know, color number associations or tasting a, tasting a sound and that kind of thing. Um, but for people who have it, 
they don't understand what it's like to not have it. Right. So to describe it, I actually outed a lot of of people with synesthesia because when I was making the movie and I was talking to people about it, like friends of mine, they're like, I don't understand what you're making a movie about because isn't like what are you talking about? Don't, doesn't everybody exactly. taste it's color? Like, yeah, it's like of course, like every like of course the number two is blue and right. one is white. Like I don't understand why that's interesting it's like this to anybody. Forbidden topic that nobody's talking about. Well, it's just like it's like oh yeah, well you see the world differently yeah. than some other people, which is you know a metaphor for like all well, of as you experiences, do. you know. But as you do too, like like if I got curious about that subject, why did you choose to make it into a documentary as opposed to a character that went through that in a journey? Um, because I think there's something just really, like, fascinating and just understanding, even in a little way, how our brains work, you know? Right. Just on, like, um, just on a, like, uh, you know, just, like, the, the form fit the, for what I wanted to say about it, than mm-hmm. my own, like, geeky, like, fascination with, like, um, this is so amazing what's happening, and I've had experiences like this, and, like, my, my, my entry into it was... Um, having synesthetic experiences when I was a child, mm-hmm. but then I seem to have grown out of them, you know? Oh, interesting. I didn't know you could grow out of that. Well, I don't... It's... it's Well, again, it's like our brains are... These are developing. Yeah. They develop until, you know, almost we're, I think we're into our 20s, you know? Yeah. And so your brains are creating these different connections with different parts of it. So as a child, you're 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 growing. It's, you know, it's... You're... you're it's growing like roots, you know? Mm-hmm. And then kind of like gardening, if you use, or like anything, like exercise, if you start, uh, if you say, see, or, or, or if you if you tend to your garden, garden. yeah, your brain garden, yeah. it starts to starts to pair away. And right. so then these little pathways either are strengthened or they're weakened. So could I teach myself to see color? No, to no. see, no. No, but, <laughs> but you, but there is a, there is a, a man in the film yeah. who, who is one of two cases that's reported, at least then when I made the film, which was um, in 2015, uh, who had a stroke, and he, uh, the way, way his brain m- sewed itself back together and mended itself, created all these synesthetic connections. And so wow. he, and he's, he's actually from Toronto, um, he started having these like vivid experiences, and he thought he was going crazy. And he didn't want to talk about it with anybody because he had not had those experiences. Right. And then, you know, nine months after he um, had re- was recovering from the stroke, he started seeing co- like colors. Wow. Whenever he ate raspberries, he would see this blue color up here. And oh yeah, things. he must have thought he was high. Yeah, he. Oh, he <laughs> and then and so then he finally did discuss it with his doctors, and they're like, oh, and then they put him in an MRI and just saw his brain doing wow. all these things. So then he was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm not crazy. This is just something that's happened with my brain. So then he started enjoying them. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. So now, when you do, you feel feel like you're finished with something afterwards, like with that or the rest of us, like you delved into like the heart. And do you feel like you're done with the exploration of that topic now? Um, well, with synesthesia... Notice I didn't want to say the word because I don't have confidence in saying it. Oh, that's, that's totally <laughs> synesthesia. Yeah, it's synesthesia. in there somewhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's an interesting thing. I think it's, it's, it's like how much did I delve into it, I delve into an idea in that project. I think with synesthesia... I, I, I could easily have made it into a bigger film, yeah. but I, um, it's not, and maybe down the road it could be something I, do, I, I want to, but I feel like I really, what I wanted to say in a very, very small microcosm way sure. in a 17-minute movie, you know, I said in that, and that was, I'm really happy that it's, and it's, you know, it's, it's like, a, again, it's like, it, it, it's like a dorky 
Yeah, but I mean, it's so like I think the the similarity in the pursuit of the human nature is what yeah. you're you're doing, and then the rest something like the rest of it is pursued yeah. into like a deeper, maybe yeah. perhaps heart. But yeah. it's all it's all heart. Well, that's it, and it's for me. It's um, uh, in terms of like the narrative stuff that I did. Like, since it's like real outlier from stuff that I've done. I'm just yeah. I have, it like, does. It feels like a complete all yeah. the other things that seem really like yeah, yeah, yeah. your zone, yeah. and then it's like this other like I, nerdy thing, which yeah. is fantastic because yeah. I feel like. You know, it's cr- still creativity. It's still human behavior. Yeah, and it's just like this is this is like when I, like the my curiosity just gets peaked on something. Yeah. You know? So, um, but you have to really love. Like you're gonna delve into a film. You gotta yeah. love what oh, you're. Oh, for sure. Because you're gonna be married to that film for a while. That's right? it. You can't. You know, you got to choose wisely. You yeah. know. Um, but in terms of like um, trying to understand relationships Mm -hmm. and struggle and the internal struggle that you, that, that one has to go through to, uh, to just cope and get to the next day, you know, um, on, I don't think I'll ever give up wanting to tell that story, you know, and I'm very attracted to stories that are about families too, um, in whatever way that that's kind of, uh, grown. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and, you know, I'm not a, this is not a unique thing, but as a filmmaker, like, uh, like dealing with grief, loss and, and, and cope and coping Mm -hmm. are something that does come up a lot in the types of projects that I'm thinking about writing, um, and all of that. So it's, yeah, it's just, it's trying to just try to find that just like how do you know that's the the ultimate question of like how how do we just be you know how do we just be how do we exist yeah. how do we how yeah. do we move forward you know well I mean that so that sort of seems like a theme for you like the family unit and dealing with grief or yeah coping basically do you feel like that's like a consistent theme in all your movies that you're doing and working on writing um it's definitely something that I'm always trying to figure out and mm-hmm. I also find myself. Um, and you know, I'm like, would be the easiest like therapy client because I was like, I'm always like realizing afterwards. Wait, like, you've oh, never done therapy, and this is. Of course I have. Like, oh, <laughs> got half an hour, you know. <laughs> That's right. Um, but like in the in the stories that I like, the characters. I usually it often starts with the character and stuff that I'm writing. So yeah. it's like in the characters that I'm that I'm like become fascinated with and trying to figure out how they think and their brands and what kind of interactions they would have with other people and what kind of things yeah. that they would be facing um, and how they would deal with it. Um, a lot of it comes from feeling a lack of something, you know? For you personally? That you're like... Because like, I, I find it hard... When I watch people's films, I feel like they're such open... Yeah. Like I, And I, I don't know. I tend to be quite private about things like that. Do you find that hard? Like when you... Because you're exposing your your truths a lot on screen how do you how do you find that I mean again you're like you have the you're going you're kind of you know channeling it all through characters and story sure it's it's thinly veiled oh 100% and this is why like you have to be like kind of exposed and vulnerable and it's and it's it's very uh taxing position to be or a very taxing place to live you know um and so what you know that's part of the as part of the process, you know, I think you right. can't really make films or you can't make art without, you know, digging deep and trying to access these different things and finding a, at least for me anyway, finding like a personal entry point to understanding how to tell somebody's story. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether that's a story that is like my own, um, I think we need to, you know, I think 
it's, you have to find an, an empathetic way to access uh, to access the story and the character. And I don't, for me, that it's you know based on my own family experience. I do deal with uh, my own experience in life, like you know having lost people that are very close to me, um, having death in my family in my immediate family, where I I'm trying to like you know I'm, I, I tend to kick open Pandora's box and go okay like what what is what is this what am I feeling um, how am I dealing with things and often I don't understand how I'm dealing with things until yeah years go by yeah. or months go by or whatever so it's channeling all of that being aware and channeling all of that into the process um, and that's you know but I think that's it's cathartic right it's I find it cathartic when I can like, especially if, if I'm working through something, I'm an improviser as well. So like bringing something that's I'm dealing with and putting it on stage, I'm like, okay, that's actually yeah. helpful to work through it. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I mean, every difficult thing I've ever gone through. Yeah. I've come up better afterwards. Of course. You know? I mean, not in the middle. We don't know that in the middle. In yeah. the middle, it's like. I don't need to be this wise. Yeah. I don't want to be wise like this. Oh yeah, you, yeah. You, yeah. There's no, there's no perspective there. Yeah. You know, like peeling yourself off of the floor. Uh, no. Like, but then it's like now I know it's like okay, you know, this is how I feel now. Yeah. And how I'm gonna feel, you know, in a week might be different. And even for the good things that happen in life, it's like okay, this is how I feel now. I'm very happy, but it's not always gonna be that way. Right. You know. So. Um, my husband's mother used to say, don't let the highs get too high and the lows get too low. Exactly. Which, which at first I was like, then you're sort of riding this like contentment, which I don't, I don't really like. Well, but I think it's being aware that it's being aware. Is, you can't, yeah. if you can't live in that space, I mean, this is where we get addiction, you know, where sure. it's like, where, you know, and again, this is like, goes back to my fascination with the brain. It's like, when I think about like, okay, what's. This is how I'm feeling, but also chemically, what's going on in my brain and my body is also some is a reaction right. too. So when you think about like oxytocin, dopamine, serotonin, adrenaline, like all of these things that we, you know, fabricate these experiences of love and and uh, and emotion and 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 fear and uh, you know lust and all of these things that we're putting into these movies to, and we and we watch them as audience as audiences because we want to go through that journey and feel those things mm-hmm. in a protected way where we know that we're that's not really our life. You know? yeah. We're going to walk out of the theater and we're going back to our actual normal life, but we want to have those those internal experiences and that's why we're attracted to storytelling, which right. is also just like, you know, I know the one I hug my partner that, you know, I know it's like, oh, I feel protected and loved and all these things, but I also know that my brain is sending off tons of oxytocin that I'm like, oh, this feels so good. Right, you right, know? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when you smile to challenge yourself to be happy. Yeah. Right? Just sometimes if you're like in a really crappy mood if you just challenge yeah. a smile to come out of your face yeah. and it works it yeah. does work you yeah. just look ridiculous like I've done it driving before and I just look like the joker I look really <laughs> um, now do you feel like that each movie has taught you a lesson then like a life lesson um, I mean yeah I mean I've learned of course I've learned something from every single like what, I, what specifically from your past projects do you think that you kind of came away with I mean, I think I learned, and again, I think maybe I need some more hindsight. Yeah, yeah. I know, because sometimes it's right here, and you can't, you know, you need some processing time. Exactly. I think I learned, you know, and also it's just, you know, getting older and just, like, having more experiences and everything Mm -hmm. like that, and having, 
you know, and also having made a bunch of different types of films and under different conditions, you just realize that like it's not it's there's there's a, there's a life or death element that you have to feel to make a movie because you have to be you have to be solid in your convictions, mm-hmm. but also um, flexible and agile enough to know how to pivot and uh, change change the path. You know, mm-hmm. if it's not the right thing, you can't stay on it. You know. Did so, you used to be like that? Did you used to be like, I'm gonna hold true? Um, no, I I think it was, I think it was more I I I looked to other people's examples to uh maybe more than I looked to myself you know I like I would I would and I and I re you know I mean we all it's like it's intuition and it's 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 instinct you know we're born with this like prehistorically we this is all you know the tools that we have we have come to we have come to develop you know through like our existence as humans where it's like okay we know when a tiger is chasing us you know we mm-hmm. know the feeling we know when we're gonna fall out of a tree or something like that where it's like i i don't think as a younger filmmaker or a less experienced producer or what have you that um that i when i had a gut feeling that maybe i would have suppressed it because mm. i was either thinking someone else um knew more than me right or i was intimidated by a situation and didn't uh, stand up for what I wanted, you know? Yes. How and did you teach yourself that? I don't I think like you teach it. I think you just have to like realize like, oh, I, I need to, I need to, I need to I, be aware of like my own flaws and biases, but I also need to stick to how I feel about something and right. how to do it. And but that for me is a challenge because sometimes I'm like, don't back down for what I believe in. But then also be flexible enough to back down. <laughs> Just you know what I mean, like, and that's instincts, as you said. That's like it's, listening to your gut. Well, it's it's a it's a balance. It's like it's like not being. Well, the thing it's all it all comes down from what I can I think anyway. It comes down to like a sense of insecurity, you know, where it's like so if I feel like I'm I'm like getting offended by somebody, yes, unless they're assholes, you right? Know? But like getting offended by someone seeing something in a different way than I'm seeing it, then it's like, okay, well, instead of just defending my decision, it's like, okay, they don't see it the way that I see it. So what am I doing that's not communicating what I see to them properly? Because it's not about changing my mind. It's about them seeing the same thing that I'm seeing. Yeah. That's like, that makes you such a great director hearing that (laughs) because it does. Like some people go, well, what? Just change. Just change. I'm telling you the same thing over and over again. Just yeah. do the, do it this way. Do it this way. As yeah. opposed to going, well, you're not getting yeah. what I'm telling you, so I'm gonna have to change my tactics. Yeah, it's like I'm not I'm not communicating this properly, so I have to figure this out. Which is tough because sometimes you're just going, just just fucking do get it. it. Yeah, yeah. say yeah. it like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. And which is which is it? That is something that I'm learning from project to project too. Yeah. It's like I I feel like oh, you know from the production side of things, I have a very strong sense of how to achieve a goal you know mm-hmm. um it you know this was my first fil- feature film as a director right and you know i'm working with these great actors as well and like having and developing the right way to communicate the things that i know that i need to get in a way that also works with their process mm-hmm. and that's a thing that i'm still learning to to do yeah. you know and i think that's going to continue on and also it changes per project and per person and everyone has their own, their own process and everything like this and then in the and then in the post production, the editing, it's just like, okay, I'm I need to know what I'm trying to say, you know, emotionally and also um, in the plot, you know, like yeah. in this in this story. So how do I do that? And who's telling this story? Not I mean, 
I mean, I'm not saying to, like me who's telling the story, but like mm-hmm. who's who's telling the story in the story, you know? So it's from Cammy's perspective, this yeah. film. But it's also But fr- it's not. It's sort of like it makes me feel like there's so many perspectives in this film. There is Or maybe it's my ability like I jump into each skin. Yeah. I mean yeah. there's there is there you you see every woman's journey I yeah. think you know but it is initially told from the point of view of Cammy and then we start to build the world yeah we start yeah. to yeah expand it but not doing it in a way where we feel like we're jumping completely into some other place or some other point of view no. or being or being an outsider watching these people like it I wanted it to feel like we were inside this circle like these ghosts you know yeah. like or these invisible characters so it, to just keep it like okay we're all here in this room what are we what's what's happening what's happening between these two characters what's the um, what's not being said between these two characters and trying to figure out how to make that happen like how to how to capture that mm-hmm. and that doesn't just happen on you know on the day on set it also happens in the cutting room it also you know so it's yeah it's uh it's tough because it's like you do again like i'm saying all these things like i'm um, like uh, like I, I I know how to how to react. <laughs> no, like, we're I, figuring yeah. it out, right? Yeah. This is like part of the process too. That's it. But I mean, even like, why was this project the project you decided to choose as your directing debut? Um, it's uh, it's it's interesting because it was um, it was it wasn't actually what was my directing right. debut, you know? I mean, it was such a beautiful script and I didn't even, I always thought I needed to generate all my own material. Right. Um, which I do, you know? And so I have, like, there's, I was developing and was pretty sure I was going to shoot this other film that I still haven't shot yet, which I which I will, called The Day Between, mm-hmm. that Telefilm is supporting and like, it's, it's the a, jazz. No, that's oh. a, that's that's also everything. This project oh my God, keeps getting so much going on. What's the jazz one called? Because that sounds so interesting. It's uh, it doesn't have a title yet. Okay. It's Billy oh. Tipton. It's about the jazz musician Billy Tipton. Uh, they brainstorm a couple for you, just like tipped over or the tipping point. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'll keep going. <laughs> <laughs> keep we were gonna whiteboard that later on. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess like you know, like a, a project, like the project weirdly kind of chose me in a weird way. Oh, okay. Because. Um, I was, you know, pushing forward with this other film, The Day Between, which is real, like, it's a very personal passion project for me, and, I, and I've been working on writing this for a few years now. Uh, and then my friend, you know, Katie Nolan, who's one of the producers of the film, um, her and her partner, her business partner, Lindsay Tapscott, had this great script called The Rest of Us, written by Elena Francis, this first-time writer, like, first-time feature writer, you know? And they sent it to me as, you know, like as a friend, like a producer friend, you mm-hmm. know. And I read it, as, you know, just as, you know, someone who had, who had produced films before. And I was like, oh, wow, this is going to be your feature debut as producers? Like, amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, this is going to be mm-hmm. so, this is such a great, such a strong script. This is such a great story. I love these women. They're funny. They're, like, raw. They're... Um, characters that I recognize yeah they're flawed I recognize these women and I love them and I also don't get to see them very often in you know uh, on screen so I was like you're you're gonna be fine you're gonna make a great movie and it's gonna be great a great first feature for your company Babe Nation Films yeah Um, and then it's like but you know like also like you know how much I like. I do love the script, and you know that I'm doing more writing and directing. Yeah. Um, you know, just to you know, just put you, it out there, yeah. like if you'd consider. You got to hustle. Yeah. yeah. And it was. I mean, it wasn't. It was. 
it was just because the, the the story was so beautiful and so interesting and mm-hmm. I, and and I what I love about what I love what I love to do is make dramatic films or make make dramas but but have make people laugh too like it should be well, humorous. you can't have just that like it nothing is just black or just white no and also like that's always the thing that I've always loved like in a tragic situation or in a grief-stricken situation there's always something hilarious I that know. happens I love that so much yeah like just even like at any funeral there's the point where you're just killing yourself laughing for for whatever <laughs> reason like I remember my friend's funeral the the priest was wearing like white running shoes and we were all just like what the f but it's just ridiculous right yeah. but also flip side like you could be having the best time of your life and there's something like that hits your heart and it's like glink that's it it's like you but know, i love that that's yeah it's like, like it's like you want to you want to make like make them laugh and make them cry the whole thing you yeah. know where it's like when like get out of an like leave on a punch like when you're when you're if you're going, if you have an emotional, heartbreaking scene, it's like you gotta end with something funny because you gotta, you gotta, you gotta close that scene off and yeah. move on to the next thing because then it just feels, um, I don't know, it just doesn't feel right and connected. It doesn't yeah. feel like we're in a moment, you know. It feels like we're in just this like mood the whole time. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's funny that you mentioned the funeral thing because it, my my best friend died when uh, when she was 25 okay. and I was 26, and I, like I remember being like. So I mean, nothing like that had happened. Oh my God, before. you're a child. Like, that's yeah. So, and uh, and you know, was like died like the, my I, I was my stomach was in my mouth the whole time, and yeah. I was just so grief stricken and everything. And I remember being at the funeral, and I had to write the you know, you know do a eulogy and all this stuff, and I'm just exhausted. And I remember like looking and like around. And we're in this church, and I look around and I see this like line of like like old. Like old strangers, old, old right. people that were there. Like it was like the funeral was like on a Tuesday right. morning, and they were like that was like that was like their social activity oh, that's for the what day. They did. Yeah. What are you doing on Tuesday? Yeah. Oh, we're gonna go. Yeah. Like, and they were just funeral. like chatting and having a great time, and I was just like, I'm like this is their like this is like the first thing they're doing today. Were they gonna go grab... No, they were like literally. It's like it's like they're like retired, yeah. like like oh, old wow. folks who like that was like they, a, they, they spend a lot of time at the church and they go to church every day and yeah. you know and maybe like maybe they know somebody who's who recently died or something like yeah. that and it's just literally like a social activity and I was like that's amazing that's, I was like yeah. and I turned to like one of my other friends and kind of like who was also super you know emotional and drained and I elbowed her and I was like hey like like that's uh that's the real posse in the book. Let's go hang out with those guys, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's such a great image too. Yeah. Um, do you feel like you've uh thank you. Do you feel like you've um oh, there's just not enough time. I have so many questions for you. Uh dealt with the things like you said you've had a lot of grief in your immediate family. Have you dealt with those in movies uh yet? Or do you feel like that isn't a future project? Oh, that's just like going to be probably the next twenty years of yeah. my life, you know? Like yeah. and I think it's like it's like accessing these human experiences and um, and exploring them and trying to figure them out and having a curiosity around how like what do we do because we always react in weird ways and we mm-hmm. act you know we can react and act in ways that we're not proud of or that we don't understand why we're having these emotional reactions and stuff yeah. like that so I feel like that's something I'll continue to explore are you doing that in the day, is it the day, day between? between? Yeah. yeah. Is yeah. that part of the, the process for you? Because it's personal? Yeah. yeah it's What's like, it about? Um, this one's a hard one for me to pitch just because it's a little, it's, uh, 
it's, I'll tell you what it's what it's from. Okay. And then I'm still. Fighting. You don't know where it is yet, but it's like. Well, I've written I've written this. Like, I've, I've had many versions of the script, and so I'm also just you know kind of unpacking and, and doing some more exploration. So mm-hmm. um, so it's called the day between, and uh, so I was so I was born um, as uh, a year almost a, almost a year to the date of my brother's death. Wow. Um, so he died on April 27th, 1981, and I was born on April 29th, 1982. Wow. And, um, and I have two older brothers who survived, but he died of sudden infant death syndrome. Mm-hmm. And my, my, and I made a short film about this as well, but um, when I was about eight years old, and my mother wrote a children's book about SIDS for, 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 for siblings of SIDS, so mm-hmm. it was like this person's presence was always around. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and my mother was always sad around my birthday and like, you know, because right. it was so close. And so, um, and when I was about eight years old, I kind of put two and two together that the chances of me existing were, were, were basically because he died, you know? And so eight. Yeah. So I had this like existential right. thought and like. And my, my parents always said they wanted to have four kids, but we've always been, we've been spaced out. Like there's four years, three years between each of us. And I was born a year later. And I remember saying to my mother, I was like, yeah, but like, I wouldn't be here if he didn't die. And she was like, no, you'd still be here. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's not how science works. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, that's not how that works. You're such a logical thinking <laughs> yeah. brain. You're like, I've done a graph for Yeah, this exactly. Thing. But, uh, but yeah, and it was like, oh, I, I was like, oh, should I be the one person who should be in the family who should be like happy that he's dead or whatever and, I, wow, and, and yeah. so I started having all of these like you know different thoughts about like oh I wonder if this what I wonder what all of this means and like and then I created him as a as a person like as, I created a relationship with my with my brother that I never knew sure. you know um and uh and from that like you know I've thought a lot about like what would it have been like you know like how did this impact my family it's impacted me you know my mother was like clearly still grief-stricken and traumatized, you know, while she was pregnant with me, you know? And what, and all of, like, you know, when I was first, when I was first born, instead of, you know, people's reactions being like, oh, great, it's so amazing that, like, you have this little girl and everything like this, um, people were so worried I was going to die. Right. And so there was just this, this sort of, like, terrified, exist like, like aura of, like, is she, is she going to die? And it wasn't even necessarily pointed at me, like, worried that I was going to die, but it was, like, these my parents, can't, they can't go through that again. No, yeah. You know? The pressure on this little, yeah. little baby. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So And also everybody's crying on your birthday. Like, that's a lot to shoulder for. <laughs> Not everybody's time. crying on my birthday. My mother was just like, you know. Somber. She, yeah, yeah. She, she's, you know, she's also dealing with, you know, the sure. anniversary of his death. And, you know, and they are also really, you know, my mom had, my mother had, I have two older brothers. My, bro- my brother who died. So there was three sons. And they were, my mom was like, I was so terrified that you were going to be born a little boy on his death day. And I wasn't. I was born a little That'd girl. That so on, wild. And, uh, you know, two days later. Mm-hmm. But I'm half Chinese, half white. And my my oldest, my two older brothers are like dark-skinned and black hair. And then my brother who died is like fair-skinned and brown hair. Mm-hmm. And then I was born fair-skinned and brown hair. And so a lot of people like were like, oh, and she looks like him too, you know. 
Wow. So the story well, is so much fodder there, right? Yeah. yeah. So the story is um, essentially my relationship with my dead brother, but it's told in right now what I'm, that might change, like told in two different universes, where one where he lived and one where uh, and I didn't ex- like the characters, not me, but like you know where um, there's a son and the family is in one is configured in one certain way because there wasn't a traumatic event that happened, and then the other universe is uh, there was a tragedy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, this girl was born and then the family is fractured and, and split up but like that didn't happen to my family but this is the story and basically these two worlds start blending with each other mm-hmm. um, I've been doing a lot of you know just sort of like research and exploration and it's obviously you know touches up on like kind of like this cosmic mysticism as well yeah so it's I've been doing there's a lot in there there's a lot and it's like how do I fit it all this into like 120 pages so it's it's that's the that's the project that keeps like kind of getting uh Push down because yeah. you get, you're probably getting opportunities now with all the. Well, I mean, it's still going to get made. Like yeah. Telefilm's behind the project and very supportive of it. So I'm going to make this film um, sometime next year. But it's just I want to. This is such an important movie for me. Yeah, yeah. That it has to be done right. So I'm not forcing. I'm not going to rush into production yeah. on something that's not exactly the story I want to tell. Which is a lot that's of self. You know, that's a lot of soul searching and all of that stuff. Yeah. So. Um, something that we always do at the firecracker department, which is. Uh, any advice you would have given your younger self about where you are today? So if you could have talked to yourself when you were eight or nine. Oh, oh man. I, my eight or nine self could easily give me advice for today. I know. It's uh, sort of the yeah. same advice. It's yeah. true. I'd That's be like, like, don't worry so much. Or, yeah. I mean, she was great. She had, yeah. she had a great time. Yeah. You know, like, she's just like, you know. I was like, oh, I could just tell. I was like, don't worry. You're going to get laser eye surgery. There, so... <laughs> That's your advice. Yeah. Like, don't worry. Um, you're not going to be wearing glasses forever and you're going right. to see something at some point. Right. Um, <laughs> That's very funny. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I think I was a pretty confident little kid. You yeah. know, I think as a teenager that changes. You know, we're like you're yeah. you know, being a girl in your early 20s. To... And then you get ballsy again in your 20s, though. I got super ballsy and then now I've like, I, I don't. Yeah, it's like ebbs and flows, I yeah. guess. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. I guess, like, the only thing, and I still need to tell myself this, remind myself this on a constant basis because I don't follow this advice, but just, like, be patient, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Just be patient and, like, trust the process of that everything is, you know, you know, with all the right elements, you know, everything does, you know, work its way, work itself out, mm-hmm. and that it's just all just part of the life experience, you know? But I don't think the eight-year-old needed to know that. I think she was... she would Just go. Yeah. 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 She was having a good time. I'm excited to see... I mean, I could talk to you forever. I have so many <laughs> other questions, but I'm excited to see what you do next. So oh, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, thanks so much. Thanks for your time. Oh, thanks for chatting. It was really great. It's too short. I know. I know. It's too short. I'm sad we got so cut off, but, you know, we do what you can with the time you got, as nobody says. Uh, I'm happy that we even got this much time and that we got to connect during this craziness of TIFF. Watch out for her film, The Rest of Us, coming out in U.S. theaters and on VOD on February 14th. Yes, that's your Valentine's Day plans. You're welcome. You can follow her on social media, Spectra Versa. That's S-P-E-C-T-R-A-V-E-R-S-A. Spectra Versa. See what she's building. See what she's creating. I'm such a fan of hers. Uh, and know that while you're over there, you might as well go and follow us, Instagram and Twitter, Firecracker D-E-P-T, and let me know what you thought of my, my chat. 
I'd love to hear what resonated with you. What made you go, oh, that's so my jam, or oh, that really, really makes me want to get to work on my own film. Let me know. Let me know what you're working on. We love hearing about projects that you're working on. Throw on some links over in our Twitter. We have a Facebook group, Firecracker Department membership page, and we'd love to have you a part of that too. If you loved the movie, The Rest of Us, if you loved this podcast, if you loved our intro music, if you loved the snazzy way Sydney Nielsen edits our podcast together and makes me seem like I have all my words in place and I never mess up, which I totally do all the time, but she helps, give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. Go on out there, get creative and tell me what you're creative. We really appreciate you taking the time to be with us. Thank you so much to my big firecracker team. Oh my gosh, I couldn't do any of this without them. I'm just gonna say their names and I want you just to hear their names and know that these are all fabulous, fierce, vibrant women. Here's the team that are in LA. It's AJ Edmonds, Farah Marani, Emily Churchill, Monique Madrid, Camille Adams, Jordan Giddens, Deanna Moffat. And then in Toronto, there's a whole other chapter. And those are Joanne Boland, Anna Gustafson, Veronica Martin, Sydney Nielsen, Laura Lee Delmaccio, Winnie Wong, Naomi Wright, Chelsea McKenzie, and Sarah Bowden. And don't forget about our UK chapter. We've got Vicki Breer over in England, and she is staying up late because of the time zones and helping us build our community. So thank you. And we're just getting started. There are people joining us all the time and we're lucky and we are better off for it. So thank you so much for all the folks that have reached out and said, hey, I see what you're doing in the firecracker department and I want to help. Thank you. Maybe some of you are thinking, hey, I'd like to get involved. I really would love that. So why don't you go on over to our website, see what we're doing and see what part kind of jazzes you. It could be something in the comedy department, the art department, the script department, the red point department, where we celebrate aging in the arts. Uh, just go on over to firecrackerdepartment.com and check us out. And then drop me a line at firecrackerdepartment at gmail.com and let's chat. Go over to Instagram or Twitter at firecrackerdept. And while you're online, because who's kidding who, we're online all the time, why don't you go over and give us a little rating and review? Because it really helps us keep bringing these podcasts to you and keeps building our community. It really does. Thanks so much for listening right now. We know that you have two ears and there's a lot of things you could be listening to. So we really appreciate that you're choosing Firecracker Department. And we just got one better because you're here. See you next time on the Firecracker Department, everybody. 